0: Hey, welcome back to the pod, everybody. It's Austin, and it is January 14th. So time for another episode, right? Uh there's a lot going on still. You know, last week Sam was on, we talked about the, the protests at the Capitol, and now, you know, um a week removed from that, uh, we're we're still experiencing um the fallout. We're seeing uh obviously a second stab, so to speak, at uh at the president uh, with another attempt here at an impeachment. Um and, and for those of you that are wondering why you know, he only has eight days left in office, uh, you know, before uh president-elect Joe Biden takes the presidency, um, if he is successfully impeached, he cannot be reelected. And I think, um I think that's really the target for Democrats right now is and and honestly a lot of uh, Republicans in the wake of what's happened at the Capitol. Um, you know, and I've had a lot of time to think about that all too. Uh I'd, it's not been far from my thoughts. I think it, I don't think it's been far from anybody's thoughts, given the political climate that we're living in, uh, given the severity, you know, that that's our capital, right? Um, and it's, it's a lot to process, you know, because on one hand, uh, I'm sure a lot of us were happy to see that, that there was protesting and that um, to an extent our voices may have been heard. You know, we're unhappy about the election results. Um, and... And that was my knee jerk reaction, if I'm being completely honest. Um, but you got to give yourself time to process and, and ground your, your thoughts a little bit and really look at it um, through an objective or non objective lens. Um, that's our capital. You know, uh, the point, really, and I think this is what really helped me narrow it down, right? The point here for most of us was to preserve and protect our democracy, our democratic republic right our country the united states um the integrity of our electoral process what's been is what's been called in the question right this is what president trump has been uh speaking about and it's been all over the news since since the election so you know two months now just over two months um and it and a lot of people are upset about it and understandably so you know our elected officials the integrity of our elective system uh, is how our voices as citizens of this country are heard so to then have to be in a situation where you, as a taxpayer, as a citizen, are questioning basically everything, you know, does your voice count? Um, you know, is your voice being heard? And, and you can't trust what the politicians say, unfortunately. You can't. That's not to try to incite any kind of violence. That's just, that's the truth. Because we've seen now more than anything um, that politicians will say one thing, and do another. They'll say whatever they need to say, uh, do whatever to to get elected. Once they're in office, those allegiances, those promises, they'll go away. And we're seeing it here in Michigan. Our governor promised us two years ago that uh, she was going to quote unquote, in her campaign speeches and slogans. she screamed it every time she was on TV. We're going to fix the damn roads. And we haven't fixed jack shit here in Michigan. I'll be completely honest with you. The roads here still suck. Um, and, And there's parts that have gotten better, but that's like a constant it's a constant, it's a constant issue here. There's construction all summer and fall long. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't work in that field. I don't understand why, but something we're doing clearly isn't working. And the infrastructure here for our roads, um, is not good. I don't know what it's going to take to fix it, but the point is that you can't really trust what many of these politicians are saying, especially since in the wake of those protests, we had so many Republican lawmakers come out and say, Oh, well, because of this, this riot, which I mean, I guess, technically you could call it a riot. Um, I call it a violent protest, but, um, because of this, they were, they rescinded their, st- their, their stated objective of, um, not approving the electoral votes. Right. So essentially, Pointing at we the people, uh, well, conservatives, anyways, that were in support of this protest, this that turned violent, um, basically kind of sticking it back to you, saying, "Well, see what you did. This is your fault." That's how that's how I felt when I saw those lawmakers that had supported the president then turn all of a sudden and say. Well, now I'm not going to in light of this and everyone wants to blame the president. And I think uh, rightfully so. You know, there's definitely a large amount of blame to go as I don't. I personally think he could have handled things differently. I think he could have been more vocal. Um, As I said, you know, the the point of this was to um, save our country. So, so to speak, right, uh, was to preserve our country as as we think it should be ran, as as conservatives, as Republicans, or conservative-leaning Americans, whatever, you whatever you want to identify with. But that's, that's the idea, right, is that we're trying to, you know, save some of these ideologies and save um, our vision for what we would hope the country would be. Um, so to attack the Capitol in such a fashion, I would think he would have been quicker to denounce uh, and, and as expected, the liberal media, the, the left-leaning pol- politicians, the Democratic Party, Nancy Pelosi, all of them have been super quick to jump on this and politicize this issue heavily. Um, if you've been on Facebook, you know, all it is is just, uh, I don't remember the day of, I had so many friends, so many, uh, basically calling anybody who supported the protests uh, a white racist um you know lots of expletives used uh yeah if you're in favor of that kind of protest you must be you know this is what's wrong with this effing country white racist ass idiots um you know that's that that was the the message that i saw um over and over and over uh it's all about race right because uh, apparently According to these people on on Facebook and social media, there just couldn't have been any black protesters. There's no black people in the country that support Donald Trump, right? Give me give me a freaking break. What's really been what's really been saddening for me, though, um, and I've and person I haven't deactivated yet. I'm really thinking about it, but I started taking days where I I will open my Facebook on my home computer and, and flip it over to the full screen messenger so I can stay in contact with a couple friends, you know, I got a, a couple of group chats. We talk like football and, and call of duty and stuff. And, um, you know, I'll message my wife while she's at work or whatever, but I, I avoid the newsfeed, um, because it's just, it's, it's all one side or the other. And then an occasional like dog photo, which is awesome. Um, but I think, uh, the amount of damage that's being done, uh, person to person right now, uh, across the country it, for people just like us. I'm not talking about political parties. I'm not talking about cities. You know, I've, uh, a buddy of mine who's in law enforcement here in Michigan, um, didn't even necessarily defend the riot just pointed out that the people calling this a racial issue, saying that no black people, uh, if there were black people at this protest, they for sure would have been shot or tear gassed or shot with rubber bullets. and It would have been much different. And it's a, it's a race issue. You know, he pointed out, you know, I work in law enforcement. I know what happened there. Uh, I know what happened here in the Detroit area when we had issues. Tear gas is and was used, yes, during the Black Lives Matter riots. Yes, I'm going to call those riots because those really were. I'm sorry, when you firebomb federal buildings, you destroy small businesses and ruin the livelihoods of thousands and thousands of people, causing millions, possibly billions worth of dollars in damage, all in the name of your political movement yeah, that's a riot. Okay. When you take over, you know, uh, square city blocks and do not allow first responders or any kind of government in for two weeks, uh, and call it an occupied zone. Yeah. That's, that's a riot to me. That's, that's closer to domestic terrorism than what we saw at the Capitol because for the large, for the most part, it was pretty peaceful and people walked out of the Capitol building. There wasn't a whole lot of gunfire. Unfortunately there was some gunfire, but, um, not to the point people are acting like there was, you know, um, it's not an apples to apples comparison. People are treating it like it's something different. Um, you know, and this friend of mine pointed out that, you know, uh, Hey, tear gas was used. Rubber bullets were used. And the sad part is that it really puts, uh, puts in perspective that our media only highlights what they want to highlight. I saw CNN had a headline where Trump was pushing a coup And it's like, um, no, because he's not trying to overthrow any government, um, because he's currently sitting in power, obviously. Um, That's not a coup. That's a protest by citizens who are anti-left. That's, that's no different what we saw over the summer, unfortunately, uh, how quickly things turned political when all summer long we had Democratic lawmakers calling for violence, celebrities and, and people like Colin Kaepernick calling for violence, elected officials warning the quote-unquote Trumpers out there that things are going to get wild, and you soldiers, you know what to do. Um, you know, that was fine. Apparently there wasn't much wrong with that. Oh, well, that, the, you know, the, the elected official, that woman that said the uh, the Trumpers out there, watch out and things are going to get bad, whatever. Oh, well, she was removed from the committee she was on. Oh, great. You, you took job responsibility away from her, but she's still an elected official and there was no criminal prosecution that followed, at least to the best of my knowledge. But now Donald Trump, our president, our current sitting elected president, the highest office in our country, uh, because he called for people to protest this as we should, you know, as the left did for anything and everything under the sun that Donald Trump did the last four years that they, for the most part, really couldn't prove. You're talking about Russia. You're talking about, you know, fill in the blank, his tax information, whatever. Uh, yeah. Protests, 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 and it's fine. Nobody has a problem with that. But now all of a sudden that there was a conservative protest, now that the conservative portion of this country has reached the point where we realize as a, as a whole that we've kind of been taken advantage of for taking the high road, um, now it's now it's a riot and unfortunately that violence plays straight into the left's agenda right into their narrative we're all violent people and now we're starting to see across the country and bills introduced in various states Uh, i've seen florida i've seen georgia i mean it wouldn't surprise me to see it uh here in michigan we're seeing gun control bills here in michigan it is now illegal it was not previously but it is now illegal passed by unanimous vote uh is illegal to open carry a firearm in the capitol and it wasn't previously. People go, well, well, you don't need that. You, you, why would you need it? Well, why wouldn't you? We survived. How many years has Michigan been a state? And it was never an issue before. We had how many protests at the Capitol here in Michigan uh, due to the the governor's lockdown? Uh, you know, and oh well, because of that threat of violence, she removed, you know, uh, the lockdown order, the executive orders which is incorrect. It was not a threat of violence that got her to remove those executive orders. And people that say so are talking out their ass. All right. As somebody who lives in this state and follows the news, what happened was that she was sued by the legislator and the citizens of this state. They found that her executive orders could not be enforced, and they were, in fact, unlawful and unconstitutional, and that they were to be removed. So her workaround was that now the Department of Health and Human Services is issuing these lockdowns, um, which is mostly just attacking our economy by closing small businesses, you know, uh, primarily bars and restaurants, which are still now we find out uh, as of yesterday they won't be fully reopening until the first of February. So for the last month and a half, through the holidays of all times, uh, bars restaurants have only been able to be open at a carryout basis and if you didn't have a large base for carryout you were screwed so a bar if you own a bar you own a restaurant yep pretty much sol and just wait the government's gonna take care of it you'll get a a stimulus check which i'm still waiting on mine personally um apparently the government messed that up too because i didn't get mine direct deposited for some reason mine got mailed um but that aside uh the health department of health human services has the ability to make those kinds of unilateral decisions and actions the governor does not so it wasn't because of a threat of violence the protests at the Capitol in michigan there were no gunshots fired there were no fatalities so i don't know how people are going to call those violent protests with threats of violence yes there was an issue with a threat made to the governor um and I believe, and everyone wanted to throw that one on Trump too for inciting violence until news came out that the evidence pointed that he was anti-Trump. So he's probably just, it was probably just an anti-government person or cell or whatever the term is. I don't know. People are unhappy. People are at their, the end of their rope. And now we're seeing people like Cuomo in New York. come. Oh, well, if we don't open up now, there'll be nothing to come back to. Yes, this is what we've been saying for the last six, eight months. You cannot keep the country on massive lockdown all this time. The economy is tanking, and they want to blame it all on Trump. And it's just not his fault. It just isn't. All right, Nobody saw this coming, and when he tried to make those initial actions, people like Nancy Pelosi stood up and said, you're a racist. It's not the China flu. Everything's safe. Everybody come down to Chinatown. I shared the article on our Facebook page. It's like February 24th of last year. Everything's fine. The city has everything under control and well at hand. Uh, yeah. Except that a month later we were in massive lockdowns. So how stupid was that? That you went out and, and did that and pushed people out into a place that maybe they didn't need to be in the wake of the fear originally, um, that may have caused spread of the virus, right? Which, <laughs> yeah, we won't talk about that though, right? Because that makes somebody on the left side look like they're a bad person, or maybe that they just made a political statement and took political action purely to make somebody on the other side of the aisle look worse, and once again did not act in the best interests of her people and constituents. Crazy to think, um, but what really I think is bothering me with this, like I was saying, my my friend uh, pointed out that the, there were similarities between the the rioting and protesting, um, and he was called a bigot and he's called a racist. Um, you know, this this young girl uh, that he's friends with on Facebook, who's a college student, um, told him that he should be out educating his coworkers on how to act like a real police officer, quote unquote. Uh, well, I think it's not quote unquote. It's pretty close to what she said, basically, that um, he's not being part of the solution. So therefore, he's essentially going to be part of the problem. And her friend's piling on saying, this is a college educated girl you're talking about, which... Don't think she actually graduated yet, but college educated doesn't mean anything. Most police officers today, like this individual I'm referencing, also have bachelor degrees in various fields. So college education has little, like literally nothing to do with the facts being laid out in front of you. And she, you know, posted a bunch of articles about police brutality and racism. And he even pointed out, hey, this article that you're using, did you even read it? Because it clearly says this 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 black man that was killed. Okay, he was black, shot at police and national guardsmen. And that's why he was killed. Like fuck around and find out, man, you know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes, whatever anecdote you want to throw out there in what country in the world, since we always like to compare how bad things are here to what everybody else in the rest of the world does so well and why we need to change and be more like them at what country in the world, I would love for somebody to tell me, are you going to open fire on a police officer or a military man, you know, a national guardsman, soldier, uh, airman, whatever marine were and not get shot at in return get killed in return especially in the midst of these riots which is essentially like one step if that below a actual war zone explosions gunfire okay it's hard to tell who's who i mean like there's a lot going on to sit there and say that that was an act of blatant racism is the farthest thing from the truth i you know not to say that there has not been incidents where police officers have acted inappropriately towards people of color because it's a well-documented issue that I think we're by this point in all of this, we're very well aware there needs to be some changes and you know, there's good police officers, there's bad police officers, all that aside. Um, but I think the problem is that we now have every 20 year old in the country who's never paid taxes or paid their own bills, paid their own tuition, never been out in the world and experienced the actual world. These white suburbanite kids, telling everybody else how they're a bunch of racists because they don't think the way they do. All right. Now as a minority, as somebody who comes from a Mexican American family who has small businesses and who's lost small business to senseless crimes, like, like arson, um, and in our circumstance, it was arson. Uh, you know, I don't support or condone that behavior. It doesn't do anything proactive or positive to further your message. But you know, going out and calling somebody a racist because they don't agree with you—that's not accurate. And now, what I'm seeing more than ever now after this uh, these riots is, oh, you're a conservative. Uh, you support the the rioting. You support President Trump. You think that you know this is okay in any degree. Nazi. You are a Nazi. And I I cannot. Wrap my brain around why people on the, the liberal side of the, pe- the, the the political spectrum want to use the term Nazi to define people with conservative values. Because if you look at everything going on right now, it, literally that's aligning with what the left's doing. If you look at, the, you want to call it the playbook, right? The step-by-step guide on how the Nazis took power. So much of what's happening in this country parallels with what happened in Nazi Germany. And, and let me disclaim all this and just say, I hate when people pull the Nazi argument into anything because it's there's some like law of the internet I, my, one of my friends explained it to me eventually if you argue long enough it'll degenerate to nazis and in heated arguments it kind of usually does <laughs> oddly enough but you know so i did a quick google search like nazi steps to power i think is what i searched on google right just to see what came up and this is the first site Okay, it was encyclopedia.us.hm.m.org, right? And it's this Holocaust Encyclopedia, the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum, um, and I think most states actually have a Holocaust museum. Once things reopen, I definitely recommend you go check them out. There's one here. Uh, I want to say it's like Farmington Hills, if you're in the if you're in Michigan. Um, I had to go for a class probably about ten years ago, twelve years ago, and I was blown away with the how well it was done, the amount of information, um, the depth. The presentation, like, it, it was great. It, it was a great experience. Uh, very educational about a very, very sad time uh, in our history. Um, so, just looking at this this website, though, it does say, uh, you know, the Nazi Party was one of uh, a number of right wing extremist political groups that emerged in Germany following World War I. Beginning with the onset of the Great Depression, it rose rapidly from obscurity to political prominence, becoming the largest party in Germany par- German Parliament in 1932. So, okay, so they were technically right wing and extremists. I think that's why everyone says, "Well, if you're if you're you know right wing, you know." And I I personally feel like your views are extreme. Then then you're a Nazi by those two uh, comparisons alone, by those two factors alone. That equals Nazi. Which I mean, I consider a lot of people. Uh, I, I think the term extremist is thrown around a lot, um, too much. Um, in fact, I I don't really appreciate that. Um, I think there are definitely some among us that are what I consider extreme. You know, they, they follow every guideline of either the right or the left and want to go all the way. You know, like people want to abolish the second amendment. They want to make unilateral abortion, um, completely legal. They want, uh, you know huge gigantic tax cuts to, you know what I mean? Like there's, those people are definitely what I would call extreme. They're like the fringe. Um, But just looking at this, like let's walk through this a little bit together and just compare, you know, parallel this, compare, contrast to what's going on today. Um, Okay, and I'm reading this verbatim from the website. Okay, Um, these aren't my words. Nazi uh, party's meteoric rise to power began in 1930 when it attained 107 seats in Germany's parliament, the Reichstag, in 1932, Nazi Party became the largest political party in the Reichstag with 230 representatives. As things stand today, folks, the Democratic Party is now the largest party by representation, apparently, in the United States, as they hold the House, the Senate, and are soon to hold the U.S. presidency, right? Now, in the final years of the Weimar Republic, from 30 to 33, the government ruled by emergency decree, which we're seeing across the country now in every state, emergency decree, emergency executive action right or wrong, okay? Um, Because it cannot attain a parliamentary majority. Political and economic instability coupled with voter dissatisfaction with the status quo benefited the Nazi party. So yes, um, the left right now, the Democrats uh, have politicized and used the coronavirus pandemic on a political level every step of the way to criticize the Trump administration, how they've handled it, what they've done wrong, what they haven't done, what they should have done you know, this armchair quarterbacking to the media every step of the way. And it's just, it's built up the political instability economically. We've just pushed it in any kind of democratically controlled, uh, controlled state. I was just talking about it. Uh, economic instability, businesses being shut down, unemployment is being overwhelmed and overloaded. People can't get money. They're reaching back out to the government for support because they can't, they can't live they can't sustain and survive and there's families that don't they can't pay bills people are being evicted from their homes during all of this right and this has greatly benefited the Nazi party in this case would greatly benefiting the democratic party as they apparently whether legitimate or not won all the elections right because they took over the senate and the presidency so as a resu- next step as a result of the nazis mass support you know, German president, uh, appointed Hitler chancellor on January 30th, 1933. His appointment paved the way for the Nazi dictatorship after Hindenburg's death in 34. Okay. Um, I'm not going to compare Joe Biden to Hitler, but you know, a new leadership is appointed. Okay. Um, and you know, scrolling down on this main page, you're just looking at a couple of things. Um, uh, You know, Hitler was a powerful and spellbinding orator who, by tapping into the anger and helplessness felt by a large number of voters, attracted a wide following of Germans desperate for change. Okay. Um, I feel like that's any politician, really, but um, that's all that the Democrats railed about, right, is we need change. Things are so bad right now. We need change. We need change, meaningful change, and bring the country together. Unify the country. Yeah, I can hear you know, uh, Joe Biden squinting and, and speaking, you know, hoarsely into the microphone and it, it just, it bothers me, but, um, electoral propaganda promised to pull Germany out of the depression, right? And we're going to, Oh, we're going to pull the U S out of this virus. We have a plan apparently. And he said it in his campaign multiple times. He has a plan that will get us out of this emergency situation, right? Don't ask me why he hasn't shared it with the world, if it's going to work so freaking well, but he has it um nazis pledged to restore german cultural values reserve the provisions of the treaty of versailles and turn back the perceived threat of a communist uprising threat of a communist uprising right how does that sound familiar uh fascist donald trump's a fascist the republican party are a bunch of fascists right we need to bring the country back from that we need to save the country from the dictatorship of donald trump um Put the German people back to work and restore Germany to its rightful position as a world power, right? Just like Joe Biden coming out and saying that let the rest of the world know that we're back in the game, Uh, you know, speaking towards military decisions and the United States uh, of America's presence around the globe. Not that it's a game, and I think that's a poor choice of words, but yeah, we're gonna reestablish our rightful position. Which honestly, I think Donald Trump was doing more for by cutting off trade ties with China and bringing more economic uh, value and power back to the United States. I think that Trump—that was one of the things I really liked that Trump did. And I and I have a father that works in the automotive industry, so obviously I'm I'm pro union and I'm all about keeping jobs here, though, um, as I think most people would want to be. You know, don't outsource all the work here and then complain about the unemployment rate and but you have to understand things take time to normalize so yes when you bring all that back you know prices will come up a bit maybe permanently maybe only for a little while but that's people on the left just complain about that donald trump's trying to kill the economy because all the prices are going to come up because you're not going to do trade with china anymore like well you know what? everything has to change at some point and if you want more jobs here, if you want better quality products that are made in America than sweatshops in China, because the left's really good about pointing that stuff out, right? When stuff's made in sweatshops by children in third world countries or in countries like China, that's a big problem, except they're all running around in their Nike sweatsuits and, uh, they you know, $500 Nikes, uh, that are made by children in countries like China. Go figure though. Like it's okay one way, but not the other. I can't stand it. Um. Hitler and other Nazi uh, propagandists were highly successful in directing the, the population's anger and fear against the Jews, against the Marxists, uh, you know, communists, and social democrats, and against those uh, the Nazis held responsible for signing both the armistice of 1918 and the Versailles Treaty, and for establishing the parliamentary republic. Hitler and Nazis often referred to the latter as November criminals. Um, so yeah, basically just pouring as much hate as they can on the opposite political party for any reason they can find. Um, you know, and it's funny that that this, you know, makes me think, uh, you know, building the population's anger and fear against the Jews. Think about how the population's anger and fear towards conservatives right now, right? Oh, well, they have they have guns, so we're afraid of them because they're bad people. I even had somebody, you know, uh, on my Facebook feed, somebody who I greatly respect and care for, um, have a discussion with one of their friends out in the open on a Facebook thread, talk about how all the people that support Donald Trump and all the people that were at the protest slash riot in D.C. should be forced to wear a scarlet letter for the rest of their lives so we all know who they are. And I can't help but think, wasn't that what they did to the Jewish citizens in Germany? Right? You had to wear the Star of David on all of your clothing so everybody knew you were Jewish. Um, but but conservatives are Nazis, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, using a deadlock among the partners in the Grand Coalition as an excuse, center party politician uh, and Chancellor Bruning introduced uh, the aging... Uh, Induce the aging Reich president, World War I, Field Marshal Hindenburg, to dissolve the parliament um, and schedule new elections. So that's not so much applicable here. Um, he used Article 48 of the German Constitution, uh, which I guess you could kind of draw a parallel to the 25th Amendment that the Democrats are pushing so damn hard for right now to usurp the president's power, um, to get him out of office, to get him away from everything. Um it really is there's so many parallels here and then you know this goes on to say things like you know uh oh they silence the voices of opposition right kind of like how youtube and big tech are all doing right now um i'm on the discord server for uh best damn edc great youtube channel uh taylor martin does a good job with his show uh i really like his podcast that he does with jeremy sire's whiskey knife fight i listen to that while i'm you know relaxing and stuff um the Discord server had to remove the section uh, on firearms. It's a big part of EDC for a lot of people, is your firearm, because other YouTubers had their Discord server completely shut down for having firearm-related content. Um, it's not new news, but lots of YouTubers have been demonetized, shut down. Instagrams have been shut down for pro 2a content for gun related content that quote unquote violates community standards and now we're seeing things like oh apple and google are shutting down parlor which was the facebook alternative that was starting to really gain traction in this country for conservatives because they obviously would go there where they wouldn't be silenced by mark zuckerberg's uh you know facebook staff that would a run around and ban stuff or run around and fact check because it goes against you know their quoted community standards and That's fine, you know. I guess that's. I think it's shitty. Um, but they're a private business, and and they, as such, have the the right to do so, refuse service, whatever. Um, the problem I have with it is, you know, the Section two hundred and thirty stuff that's going back and forth, where there's protections against big tech companies and what they're doing, um, while ultimately enjoying the protections without having to answer for any of their action and how it influences things like elections. Um, I think that's shitty. I think two hundred and thirty needs to go. I think that. you know, I, I think that they need to be held responsible. Um, so I, I I should readjust that. I don't know if 230 is in or they're trying to get it in. I, my point is that we need to hold tech companies responsible for some of this stuff. And they shouldn't be able to just silence anybody they want. I mean, like I just said earlier, Colin Kaepernick is... Quoted and 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 there's pictures and screenshots of him going on Twitter on social media saying that he's praising the violence in these riots and it, the violence will continue until change you know happens and this is what we get we being white America apparently um, for you know hundreds of years of oppression and it's like you know why wasn't he silenced that's not inciting violence because there were a hell of a lot more riots from people like him and our you know elected leadership on the democratic party that were railing for this kind of powerful protesting and even the media with a building burning in the background calling it mostly peaceful protest justifying all of this action but then one trump related uh, protest Goes semi-violent. I mean, well, violent. Somebody died. Goes violent, and apparently, oh, everything's got to go up in flames now. Um, you know, they're all Nazis. So now they're taking steps to silence, uh, to silence conservative voices. This is and, and this is all just like in the last what week, basically, eight days. parlor has been taken down. Uh, we silencing conservative voices all across social media. Right now, we're starting to see gun control bills being uh proposed and possibly even and passed in some states like Florida and you know and okay so now you're trying to disarm the people just like the Germans did like the Nazis did you know you, you disarm the opposition uh i mean there's so many parallels here on the other side of things so and, and a lot of these people um that are doing these things calling people Nazis these are people I've known for years and are I thought were friends of mine um, that I had had, had respect for um, and it, it's hurtful you know really for a time in our country I think when according to everything we've heard in the election from people like Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and Kamala Harris is we need to heal this country we need to unify the division in this country but you won't stop driving the th- fucking wedge between us. And that's all it takes is for you people, our elected leadership, to do your damn job and step up and make nonpartisan decisions. And that's that's always the quote, right? Is nonpartisan decisions. And we need to come together, both parties. And it's convenient because whenever, you know, an issue is stopped because of the Republicans, it's oh, they don't want to play ball. It's the Republicans' fault. It's the Republicans who don't want to get this through. It's the Republicans holding it up. But It's ignored very largely when it's, you know, democratic lawmaker, like the stimulus package. Something else has been going around a ton. There's memes, there's posts, there's articles. It took six or eight months to get this $600 stimulus bill passed. And most of that money, probably 85% of that money is going overseas. And I actually had somebody defend it. Oh, it's government pork, and you know, unfortunately, it happens on both sides of the aisle. So you can't just point the finger at the Democrats here. Well, I mean, to be fair, the person sharing it, I don't think was pointing the finger at the Democrats more, th- more so pointing the finger at the the government and our elected officials in general. But people will actually defend how much money is being sent overseas. I mean, 170 million or whatever it was to Pakistan for gender studies. I mean, like, give me a fucking break. Let them fund their own gender studies program. In that part of the world, isn't it like widely known that they don't want that kind of thing going on over there? They kill people for that kind of questioning and behavior. That's not saying it's right. I'm not saying that I agree with it. Let me say that again. I do not agree with that kind of behavior, but that's a cultural thing. We should not, in this time of great crisis in our own country, when we have people losing their homes, they can't pay their bills, they can't keep the heat on in the middle of the winter, they can't feed their damn children. But we're sending that much money overseas and it's just okay. And if you agree with that, I'm sorry, but you're a fucking asshole. you are. Um, I've had friends displaced right now because they work in the service industry as a waiter, bartender, whatever. They're literally posting on Facebook. anybody has any odd jobs they need done, I'll, I'll do whatever. I just need money. my, my underemployment is only you know, like 920 bucks a month and my rent alone is 960. So before you touch utilities, uh, internet, um, car insurance, which you have to have here in Michigan, your assistance that you're supposed to live on is not even enough to cover the rent to keep the roof up over your head. But this is supposed to be okay. This is just, it's going to be okay. You just wait for the government to send you more money. We don't need to reopen. Uh, oh, but now we're going to reopen because we need a world to come back to. And, you know, oh, it's hypo- this is hypocrisy. It really is by definition hypocrisy. Six months ago, we were in the exact same situation. We were just getting ready to reopen uh, from the first set of lockdowns. Now that we flatten the curve, quote unquote, and now we can start to ease back into opening, and then you you still have people jumping up saying, is it hypocrisy, or is it a, a simple fluid situation with a change of of. Uh or a change the situation uh, and it's like, no, because we may have a vaccine now, but it's come out and said you need eight, you need two shots, right? You need two doses of this for it to be effective. And then they came out and said you still have to wear a mask afterwards because they, they cannot guarantee that it's a hundred percent effective. And oh, by the way, the drug companies that manufactured this in four months' time uh have no liability. So if you develop God forbid, if you develop cancer, lupus, what I mean, whatever you develop some kind of issue from this this damn vaccine that they're telling you you have to have to be able to travel and do you know go to go to a, a football game or a sporting to you know resume normal life as it was. Either you have to take this vaccine or you can't do any of those things. And if you take the vaccine, you can't sue anybody if you get you know permanently disabled or deathly ill five years down the line because we just we rushed it through because we needed to have it and. People are defending all this. They find it acceptable. Uh, you know, and these are the same people, of course, that wanted us to shut down for, for three months and have the country live off of just government supplied funds. It doesn't matter. You don't need to work. Let's all just stay inside. Um, it doesn't really work that way. You know, I know I have the benefit of working in a finance related field, uh, so I see things a little bit differently, but use your common sense. You know, where's the money coming from? We don't just have, like, the Federal Reserve, contrary to. Popular belief by so many, apparently, it's not just a giant vault like Scrooge McDuck style that you can go swimming in that's just full of money on pallets, just waiting to be handed out. That's not how how money works, and there's value to it, right? There's value, there's changes in the value of the dollar. So if you just keep pouring out funds, uh, you lose value in the dollar, which then like crushes our economy. That's why it's so funny to us when we Or, you know, as Americans travel to other countries where our dollar is worth 10 of theirs and we think, oh, this is pretty cool. I can do so much stuff with my money here. And yeah, well, you enjoy it now. However, if we were to have taken that route and shut down the country, cripple our economy and the valuation of the dollar would have tanked, then it would, you know, oh, if we're one for one with some of these countries, we're doing pretty damn bad and that's something you have to consider you know i you know people sharing these stupid fucking memes on the internet uh when when vegas was talking about reopening right vegas is a city that lives and dies by the tourism right because it's hotels it's resorts it's the gambling it's the shows it's the drinking the nightlife they live and die all those people they and those businesses live and die by the tourism trade there so yes they reopen sooner than most people because they they have to you know, oh well, the governor must be a terrible person. Somebody shared the stupid Ivan Drago uh, from Rocky picture, going, "Oh, if he, if they die, they die." Like, yeah, you're you're effing hilarious. Um, but what would you? I mean, what would you have them do? Shut everything down, and then when there's no world to come back to, open up because it's safe. Everyone's either dead or doesn't have the virus. Well, that that's not realistic. Okay, that's just it's simply not realistic. Just like people that want to raise minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour for places like McDonald's, it's not realistic. Or it, you want to make it realistic? Cool, but be ready to be paid you know eight nine dollars for your freaking McDouble that was two dollars before. It's economics, all right. Is it fair? Probably not. Um, but if life suddenly got fair, at some point in the last couple you know years, whatever, somebody forgot to tell me because you know there's tons of shit I do that I think's not fair. I think how much I pay in my payroll taxes is unfair and, and stupid what you know what i just deal with it i suck it up like an adult and i live my life and i try to get on with the next day enjoy it where i can't you know i mean there's only so much you can do um and that's why it's so upsetting so many people are oh, we need to tear down the system what are you going to replace it with i mean realistically we live better in this country than most of the world you know i got friends you know oh why are we better than anybody else well because the freedoms we enjoy 90 percent of the world has freedom that's stupid Um, 90% of the world does not have the freedoms that we do. They have freedom. Yeah. They don't have a constitution like ours that from the very beginning has guaranteed inalienable rights. Okay. Uh, And that's, I hate that argument. Oh, everyone has freedom. Well, they don't have the right to bear arms. Well, the people voted on that. Well, did they, though? Or did some people vote on it and the government pushed it through? I mean, you can't really compare other countries to the United States. We're so large. We're so diverse. We do things so much differently than everyone else. You know, and uh, it's not the same. There's not a lot of places that have a guaranteed freedom of speech. Over in China right now, they're they're protesting. They're rioting because they want d- democracy in their country. And we're over here trying to give ours away. You know, and I, I just, I can't stand and really guys i mean right now i think that the focus for us uh as a nation but more importantly because if you're listening to this you're probably conservative you know as a con- as conservatives should try to be to find a way to mend the fences to the best of our ability uh while also defending what we hold dear to us um i had a conversation with a co-worker uh, one, you know yesterday or the day before um and she's very liberal but it was a good discussion. You know, I really, you know, she, she asked about firearms cause she's, her family hunts, but she didn't understand why people need, you know, uh, a rapid fire gun. And I go, well, okay, well, wait a minute. Are you talking about like an AR-15? She goes, yeah. Why does somebody need that? And, you know, I go, well, do you understand what it is? Do you understand what AR-15 means? She goes, well, I assume that's, it just means that it's rapid fire, you know, or it's, it, it shoots multiple rounds at a time. I go, no. It, that's not, that's not it. You know, it's, um, AR stands for Armalite Rifle. Armalite being the company that, that held and, uh, rifle and the 15th patent. Like that's, that's what it stands for. It's not assault rifle or anything else. She said, well, okay, well then, but what are the guns that the military uses? I go, well, that's an, that's an M4 to have select fire. Those are different. She said, well, they look exactly the same. I go, well, I mean, for probably about 95% of it, they are exactly the same. Uh, there's just a, and, and that's an important point too, is when you're talking to people about this, don't get too technical. Don't get hoity toity. Don't get on your high horse. Talk to them from one human to another and, and try to find that common ground and, and bridge that misinformation gap. Cause that's really fighting the information war is how you really win people over on this issue, right? Is, you know, Hey, there's just a slight difference to the trigger and how it works that allows for it to either do, you know, groups of three or, or rapid fire. You know, so I don't understand why people need that or, or why they think it's okay to buy those. I go, well, those are, for the most part, illegal. It's extremely difficult to get the necessary licensing to buy machine guns, like you're talking about, or belt fed guns, like you see in like, Rambo and stuff. Most Americans can't buy that. You know, most Americans are fighting for the right to own an AR 15. And so, well, what does that do then? I go, well, it, it's a normal gun. You know, one trigger pull is one bang. You know, and people, people don't understand. Because they just go off what the media talks about, how they're machine guns and they're weapons of war. And they show pictures of soldiers using them. And I've seen videos of some, you know, pussy-ass journalists talking about how their shoulder was bruised and how they were concussed and traumatized from shooting an AR-15. And it was, like, an 18-inch. Like, it was, like, a full-size rifle with, a, like, extended buffer tube. It was am 16 a one I think. It was a 20-inch barrel. It was, like... It could not have been a softer shooting rifle. But then you watch this guy shoot it, and you know, he's leaning backwards, and he's falling away from it and stuff. He's got poor posture. Like, you know, of course, you're going to put that on the news because it drives fear and it builds it up. But have these discussions with people, you know? And you talk about suppressor. You know, that came up too. Suppressors, why do people need those? They go, well, it doesn't actually make them whisper quiet. You know, there's a pretty specific set of things you have to do to get a gun to be that quiet like you do in the, like you hear in the movies. either has to be a 22 honestly because it's such a small little round um or you have to do you know you have to get special you know rounds special cartridges that are you know they're supersonic or subsonic you know with the sound barrier they mess with all that um but and, and hey most people still need hearing protection to shoot your standard guns with a suppressor it just helps cut it down it helps with hearing damage so if you're only wearing plugs instead of the ear muffs there's less. There's less damage. There's less risk to you as the sportsman, the shooter, whatever term you want to use. You know. So uh, I find that we probably all have more in common on a lot of these issues if we just talk to each other um, and not point the finger of who's unwilling to listen. If someone's unwilling to listen, don't talk to them until they're ready to listen or have. I really actually have a meaningful discussion. Like I said, I you know I shut down my my Facebook feed. Uh, I don't. I don't jump on there anymore. i, I very seldom comment anymore, because um, you're just not going to win on social media. There's way more liberals out there with nothing to do with their time because they're either off work because of the shutdown or they work a job where they can just play on their phone all day. I mean, and that's that's generalizing. So I apologize. I do to an extent, um, but I mean, that, like, what else are you doing that you must have this much time to just sit and troll? fucking Facebook all day long looking to start fights and you and your friends all jump on somebody for for sharing a conservative viewpoint. You guys share liberal viewpoints all damn day long and talk about how awful President Trump is, but we and most people leave it alone, at least on the conservative side. That's been my experience, and you know experiences may vary, but uh you post something pro Trump or pro 2A or I mean I don't really support the NRA, but pro NRA you know, and it's like, oh, well, you must be a horrible human being and you want school kids to die. It's like, you know, why do you think that? Can we talk about it? You wanna have a discussion about it. I'd be more than willing to have a discussion. I mean, granted, you should probably have your facts lined up and just say you're an asshole. You're wrong. That's not an argument. That's not even a basis for a discussion. And that's the other half of the problem is you cannot blindly debate these points without actually knowing you know, and we do our best here at prepared mindset to provide that kind of information or at least help, you know, talk about stuff that's pertinent, talk about gear, talk about why you, you know, uh, you need some of this stuff or want some of this stuff. And you can, it's easy to just say, because Murica, you know, like, and like some kind of asshole or because 2 a bro, like some kind of asshole, or when someone says, why do you need that? You can just say, I mean, now it's really convenient. So we'll look at the rioting. Wouldn't you want to have something to protect your life with? Why do you need military grade body armor? That was another thing that came up during the discussion. Military grade that I didn't really point out. Military grade, and Sam's talked about it before, is just durability. It's not really like that much more powerful than anything else. And in a lot of cases, the military grade equipment is actually much worse than what we get to enjoy on the private sector markets. Um, but yeah, I mean, look at everything going on. Yeah, I'm glad that I've invested in in body armor. I am. You know, I have two sets. So I have one for myself and it's just me and my wife. So I have one for my wife. So if something happens, I know my wife is protected, you know, and that's home invasion. That's riot, whatever. Like am I, where I'm living, I'm not really that concerned about a riot now, it, 15 minutes away from me. You know, it may be a little bit more so as you get closer and closer to Detroit, but that's, that's when your large urban centers are your, your large cities. So that's to be expected. Right. Um, or a helmet. I had a friend ask me, why do you want a bump helmet? i probably should have invested more in a in a ballistic helmet but i have a bump helmet It's like, well why not you know eventually if i wanted to invest the money in night vision cool well you don't need night vision well that's not your decision to make it's not a question of need it just lets you see in the dark that's like saying you can't own a flashlight um why not you don't need it why not i mean all does let you see in the dark it's like a really 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 expensive flashlight for rich people, you know, and, and I hate that. And I explained to you that like, way. Oh, why do you need a, why do you need holsters like law enforcement has? Why do you need to carry extra magazines? Well, because a yes, that is a protected freedom but B because shit happens. You watch some these body cam videos, man, please empty full magazines at people charging that they're on drugs or whatever. I mean, it's not always, you know, 10 rounds isn't always enough, especially because you're usually carrying some kind of concealed uh, handgun. That's, you know, 10 rounds. Um, But usually if there's a failure with your weapon, it's not typically the weapon. It's, uh, you know, um, it's a failure with the spring in the magazine, essentially, or the follower or something, you know, sometimes it's a failure with the ammunition, but it's typically the magazine. So having a spare is advised as well as if you, I mean, depending where you're out at, you know, if you have, if, if it's a long hike to get to safety or something, yeah, more ammo is always better. Duh. So... Um, just try to be good people about it, you know, try to be non-confrontational, uh, try to be welcoming to the mindset, to the lifestyle, you know, whatever. And, um, and write your representatives, man, like that's how this country works. I've already written to my congressman and both my senators and, you know, really expressed my, my displeasure with the amount of bills being introduced for gun laws right now. When we have so many on the books that aren't being enforced, Um, and past that, if you have not yet, um, if you're thinking about it, go out and buy your gun. Okay. Um, and then train with it, you know, whether that's dry fire, live fire. I know ammo is really hard to come by in some places like Michigan right now. I can't even tell you last time I saw a box of nine millimeter, I guess other countries or sorry, other States in the country. Um, it is easier to come by. Uh I know my wife we just went out uh the other night. She bought a new carry gun. She moved on from her Glock uh sorry, from her Springfield XDS nine millimeter. Thank God. Um and if, if you guys listen to other episodes, you know I'm not a big Springfield fan, but she got she picked up a Glock 43X uh similar to mine. Um we already got the replacement sights on the way, so we can knock the placeholders out and you know, put real sights on there. Um so she had a little bit advanced capacity. Um you know, get out there and look. We went to quite a few different sporting goods stores, and it was just on a whim. Uh, the one night, I think it was Monday night. We went to three or four different places. They didn't have either the P three sixty five by Sig or the Glock forty three X or forty eight. Um, they told my wife to come. The one by her work. They told her to come come back the following night. They might have something show up. She went back. They didn't have anything. Um, I jumped on the phone and checked the sporting goods store closest to home that we hadn't looked at. They had nothing, called a couple local stores, and it just so happened the place we should have started with, the small business, the, the mom and pop type gun shop that is literally three minutes from our house, um, had both guns in stock. They had the 365 XL, they had the 365 SAS, which I'm not big on, but you know it's there. Um, and they had a couple 43Xs. So she was able to go in that night and pick one of those up. Um, so just as a thought you know uh, you have those stimulus checks coming it's probably a good time to try and pick up on those firearms and start looking because it might take you a few days to really work at it and track one down um, you know for a reasonable price Um, you know and that that was something that was on on that was on my short list of goals for 2021 was to get her to you know uh, upgrade her her carry choice I got her a new holster and everything on the way so that's good Um, shout out by the way if you guys haven't checked out eclipse holsters. Uh, they make a great product. They were nice enough. I just bought a new XDS holster, um, for Christmas for Lexi. And, uh, they were, they have a hundred percent lifetime guarantee or satisfaction guarantee warranty. So I went and mailed it out yesterday. They're going to exchange the exact same holster for Glock 43X now, um, which is great because that saves me like a hundred bucks. You know because she got it with the the fabric clip on it so she can wear it with leggings and it's got the concealment wing and it's got a special design on it that she liked um so check them out i don't i'm not endorsed by them or or you know anything like that uh but they make a good product their customer service so far has been great um so i have nothing but good things to say about them and have no problem giving them a shout out after having such a positive experience um you know, and so get out there and take care of your goals, take care of the stuff you want to, you know, get done for the year. I know that was, like I said, that was number one on my list, but, uh, get healthier this year. Uh, I'm going to try putting some, some more effort into growing the podcast this year, taking some larger steps. I've already been contacted, uh, a couple times about some endorsement related things. I do some research and, uh, work that out a little bit with, with Sam and uh, talk to talk those things through see if you know what directions you want to go with stuff uh luckily this isn't like a revenue stream for me at all so i don't i'll make actually any money off of it, it actually costs me money every month to uh, host this podcast but i enjoy it and it's how i get my voice out there and it's how i i talk about these kinds of issues so i hope you guys all enjoy it and i hope you're bringing your friends on over and uh you know having them follow us uh and, and sharing the content I, I don't know how much longer this content's all going to be available you know i don't I don't know if Spotify has an official stance on a lot of this yet. Um, you know, we have a Facebook page and Instagram. I know Facebook is obviously being a little more aggressive. Instagram has a lot of pro 2A guys on it. So I don't know if, especially because it's a lot of just pictures and short videos, if if that's really going to be a thing. I don't know. Um, but we're, we're trying to get the voice out there, trying to get the message out there, trying to be heard and, and do it the right way, you know, or at least what we consider to be the right way. Uh, you know, temper some of the, the frustrations and 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 be educational. Uh, so I hope you guys have enjoyed, enjoyed this. We're going to have more content coming uh, on the Instagram. Now that Sam's back up and running, we're going to have more content coming for you guys on the pod uh, and more content hopefully coming uh, on the Facebook page. So look for all that. Invite your friends, invite your family. Um, that's all I got for you guys this week. Hopefully some of these uh, words, some of these thoughts have have moved you and stirred you, uh, the way they had with me until next time, folks stay safe out there. And as always be prepared.